We're swimming way back and then we're wrong. Not here for a trophy, we're just here to have some fun. Allison and Norm don't need no podium climb, but you better have a cookie waiting at the finish line. We don't care if you slow or fast, cause all are welcome on the post-race cookie cast. Yes, all are welcome on post-race cookie cast. Hey, Allison. Hey, Norm. So we've got a fun episode. We always say that. We always say we have a fun episode. We have a fun episode because today we have royalty. Yeah, it's pretty important. We have royalty because we have somebody that we've known for a long time mm-hmm. who is incredible at what they do, maybe has the best attitude about what they do. Yeah. And she seems to like us. So that always makes this a whole lot better, in my opinion. Today, we are going to be talking to the queen of mobility and functional strength, Amber Royal Harper. Woo-hoo. Amber, Yay. welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You know, I love to sit and talk with y'all. So this is awesome. I hope that was a, a sufficient introduction for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think almost, I feel almost overreaching on the scene of mobility and functional strength, but I'll, I'll take it. Hey. As she reaches say, over and gets a TR out to put on her head. I know. <laughs> oh, I just happen to have this here. I, I, I will it. say in the car on the way over here, I was actually practicing singing that song Royals by Lord. And I was like, and we'll never be Amber Royal. <laughs> but I was like, no, no one wants to hear me sing. So I'm not going to do that. Um <laughs> So before we get into how we even measure in the first place, I want to give people just that blast, that bio that we all like to throw out there so people know who you are, though I'm sure all of our listeners know who you are. So you are the owner of Amber Management Fitness. You've got a BS in exercise science. You're ACE certified personal and group fitness trainer. You can row two certified. And by the way, correct anything I'm getting wrong here. Um, (laughs) AFAA kickboxing certified Mm, echelon instructor. And this is my favorite part. You're a Southern dog mom, wife, sister, and daughter from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Did I get all that right? Oh yeah. Boom. (laughs) Love it. I love the fact that you've got the spin and you've got kickboxing. I mean, I don't know too many people in the world who has that kind of dual ability and certification. That's so cool. And it yeah. kind of goes into a little bit of how we met you, right, Allison? Mm-hmm. That's the one. So I one day I decide I'm going to buy this goofy indoor cycling bike thing. So I'm like, okay, I can't afford a Peloton, but this Echelon seems like a pretty good deal. So I get on there and I start seeing all these classes and I don't know who any of these people are. Some of them intimidate the crap out of me. Others are maybe a little too quiet for me. And I see this Amber lady. And I jump in there and I don't know what it was about you, but you instantly became my instructor and you were my go-to. And you're pretty much the reason why I'm in shape right now. I'll just go ahead and say it. And it's how I met Allison too. So Uh that's how we kind of all that that connection. Oh my gosh. That's, that's just the sweetest. (laughs) 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 Thank you. Yeah. I mean, you, there were definitely a couple, um, 
I have to say riders because of course we didn't have the row yet. And I mean, I was on FitPass, but a lot of people didn't know about it. So definitely the riders that I knew right off the bat um, within those first early years, 2018 and 19. Did you, you got your bike in 2019? Mm -hmm. Yep. 2019. Yeah. And that just, you know, I, I would mess it or they would message me. I would message back. And it was one of those things, you know, of course, going into a connected fitness realm and we don't see you, you know, you see us. And then the only way we can really talk and communicate is over social media platforms and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's a little, it was touch and go. And first for several of the instructors that everybody was like, how much do we engage with? These <laughs> and, yeah. uh, but it, it was the best thing once we felt, comfortable as comfortable as y'all did to reach out to us then you know what floors open let's go for it and to build up the relationship is still the best part of the echelon hands down i was um until i met a couple of other riders i was scared to take your class for almost <laughs> almost a year i think <laughs> plus wow. plus you are uh well i mean i got mine i got my bike Early, early in 2019, I, and I took mostly afternoon classes. After talking to a couple of other riders and see it, like they would, they would share and they'd be like, "Wow, man, that that class Amber," and I'm like, well, "I don't know." <laughs> so, so it took almost a year for me to try it because you're you're early, early in the morning for me yeah. anyway. Um, different time zone. So, but finally, then I did it, and those were almost exclusively the live classes that I took. I didn't really take any other live classes at all, except for yours. Yeah. yeah. EMR early morning weirdos. <laughs> I mean, it's where it's at. And the, exactly. the best part of it all was not only was it super early, but it was super hard. Like <laughs> you knew when you were in there, you were going to get a workout. It wasn't, Hey, it's six o'clock in the morning. Let's just fart around. No, it was, let's drop the hammer and get your day started <laughs> and get your week started. Right. And not only that, it's 45 minutes on Monday morning. It's not like a 20 minute ride. Yeah, we're not we're not easing into this week. <laughs> this is... No, when they when they drop that 45, even even for me on a Monday, 6 a.m. Eastern time, I was like, whoa. <laughs> okay, well, and then I so I started funny note about that. I thought, okay, I'm I'm used to the early morning hours for, for years and years. I would train between 5 a.m. to 6 a.m. just depending on what gym I was at and I I love that I'm an early person anyways um, by nature and so to get a workout done or to at least instruct in a workout at that time is just my go for and so that being said if you actually go back I'm, I haven't been back in the app um, recently but there were some rides where the lights were different, you know, the studio was brand new to us and we were um, trying out different things. And that's when the rides had really creative names that we would independently create. Yeah. And so there's a lot more stuff going on in classes there, but, um, and different music licensing and all that, but even almost any instructor, you could click on a class that I know for sure mine it was, I would bring the energy, the loudness. That's what I'm known for. And, uh, <laughs> I started really just going crazy. And at one point I did have some feedback that I was maybe too loud or oh, no. <laughs> just a little bit, a little bit of a lot. And so, uh, 
I dialed it back and there's a couple of those classes where the mic comes on, the cameras come on and I'm like, good morning, everyone. Oh. <laughs> <Amber>. <laughs> That's not you. <laughs> not at all. No. Well, that's yeah. why people love you, I think, because you are yourself and it comes through. You're authentic and you're relatable. And that's one reason why we have you on here today, because this, you know, this isn't an echelon podcast. This isn't a stationary bike uh, podcast. We're all about fitness and we're about health. And oftentimes in the world of fitness, in the world of health, so-called influencers or people who are out there coaching online, they don't always come across... I'll be kind. They're not always authentic or right. they're not as relatable to me. And I personally, and I think maybe I can speak for Allison with this because we have just talked about this before. We like relatable people that we feel we can trust because they have gone through the same things that we have and they understand some of the weird hangups we may have or the fact that we just are unfamiliar with how to even get started. So you started a company where you took yourself away from the bike. You're still doing the bike, but you basically said, Hey, I've got a lot of certifications, a lot of history, a lot of experience with uh, mobility and flexibility and functional strength. I want to take this and I want to give it to people out there and, and teach them what I've learned. And that's why we wanted to bring you on here today, because these are the things, look, I just turned 42. Okay. I'm just going to put it out there. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna out Allison's age, but she you already have. <laughs> well, you know, in another episode, I may have. Okay, no, you did. All right, <laughs> Allison's Allison's gonna be forty in a couple months. Anyway, <laughs> so you know what? It it's not as easy as it used to be, and so something that I'm learning is I could probably learn to be a little bit more mobile. I could learn to be a little bit more flexible. Yeah. I could learn some ways so that when I get out of bed, I don't pull something. Um, so can we talk a little bit about why you're even interested in mobility and functional strength and what got you into the field in the first place? I don't have any specific certifications into um, mobility. So I want to start immediately with that. I, <laughs> yes. I I'm 100% certified one way or another. There's tons of certifications that go into functional mobility or um, just different different fields in mobility itself or even mm -hmm. in functional fitness itself. For me, I kind of tied these two fields together in this way. Um, 2013, 12, 2012, I <laughs> was working in a physical therapy clinic um, just as a physical therapy assistant. Again, the way that this company worked, we weren't necessarily, we didn't have, you don't have to be certified in Tennessee mm. to be called a physical therapy assistant. So that's, that's different, I believe, from state to state. Um, okay. But I was able to really um, lean on the physical therapists that were there for their knowledge just and, and just kind of absorb as much as I wanted to coming right out of college um, the previous year and wanting to use that bachelor of science and exercise science. Um, I threw myself into that field because I wasn't going to be, um, 
I wasn't going to go into a field that I didn't graduate for, you know, spend four sure. years, so whatever it was, I was going to dive in. I got the job. I loved it. I knew a couple people that were in that job. So um, that job took me um, out to Raleigh, North Carolina. Hmm. And then at that point I did leave with that company, but I left with like just an awesome amount of knowledge with um, physical therapy and the different ways that you can move your body, especially if you're warming up type deal, or if you just need some extra range of motion, or if you've come off of an injury, um, those little tidbits. Well, that's super helpful when you can go into a gym and maybe identify if somebody's having trouble with a certain movement just to help them. Again, not coming from a super certified standpoint, but just having the knowledge where I can maybe help somebody prevent injury. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and that being said, not necessarily that they have an injury and going to help them, but like preventing injury. And that can happen every day, all day, all the time. Would you would you say that the mobility part of it, that, that the, the, the ability to move our bodies in a more natural manner, does that directly relate to injury prevention? I believe so. Yeah. I, yeah. So mobility is the idea of actively actively moving your joints through a range of motion with control. Um, whereas, you know, then I want to say conversely, but separately, flexibility is talking about passive, um, passive lengthening of muscles and tissues. And gotcha. so kind of having that base behind me, um, you know, that was really, really good. So I'm um, fast forwarding a little bit. I was with a kickboxing gym. Um, my passion, my love, I love <laughs> I love it. I love um, it. I mean, where do I have all it, all the energy? It was, <laughs> I went into a kickboxing gym where I didn't have a mic and I had to be loud. Over oh, wow. I came oh. out almost every Friday from teaching, you know, Monday through Friday, even on Saturdays with a, like a hoarse voice. Um, and my mom swore up and down, I was just going to lose my voice. I was going to damage my vocal cords permanently because that happened for a year and a half. Oh, and, wow. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> so so cool. uh, either way, it was um, the gym um, nine round. And so essentially you go through that gym, you have 30 minutes of a workout, but you can jump in at any point to avoid like a lot of explanation on it. It's a great gym, but you can jump in at any point, start in for the 30 minute workout and then you're done. And um, constantly people were coming in after their, like a day after their workout or maybe days later. And they were just so sore, so sore, so sore. So, you know, we would teach them how to warm up properly because if you're just like, literally you're jumping into the workout, there is a three minute round right off the bat that will warm you up. But it's not necessarily the perfect warm up for everybody. And of course, just coming from different backgrounds, people either need more of a warm up, you know, younger kids can jump right in and they don't feel a thing. So it just yeah. um, and we would coach people through foam rolling techniques and all kinds of stuff. Well, the more people kept kept at it actively where they were able to be a little less sore because they were proactive with warming up or cooling down properly. Um, they were excelling in their workouts phenomenally and coming back with less days of rest or like longer days of rest in between. And they were still making gains in their fitness. So where I find so much 
benefit out of mobility, out of stretching, out of, um, you know, flexibility in the body is, uh, comes from the idea of, well, maybe we need to take a step back and think, you know, recovery really needs to play a, a, a primary role even in the idea of working out, you need to mm-hmm. be thinking about your recovery. You need to plan it as much as you plan your workout. Yeah. So um, mobility to me is kind of a, a, a what would you call it? A uh, blanket for everything good in terms yeah. of recovery. Yeah. I think you can do mobility as your recovery. You can do mobility for warm up. You can even do mobility exercises for cool down that will kind of take you into more of a stretching idea and a flexibility kind of purpose. But I think that's really where it started a little bit was just, you know, my experience in physical therapy and then in fitness and seeing the trends in fitness. um, I feel like within the last, I could say two years, it's probably been three years though. There has been a massive push for people to really implement low impact, and recovery days. And here are the different ways that you can do that. And people are maybe understanding because fitness as a whole has come away from just working out. Fitness as a whole is now growing as, you know, fitness can be mental, fitness can be emotional, fitness can be physical. And so a lot more personal trainers are becoming almost like health coaches and life Mm -hmm. coaches because Mm It's not just about what you do in the gym. It's about what you eat outside of the gym. It's about how you move in your daily life. And that kind of segues me into my love for functional fitness as well. But we can get into that a little bit later just to <laughs> not draw out the thought. <laughs> and just to touch on something you said, because I remember when I first started just lifting, working out back in the day when you had those DVDs that you'd get. Yeah, DVDs mm-hmm. that, that, that long ago. <laughs> and, um, and I would remember you'd have your buys and tries. You'd have your back. You'd have your legs, you'd have your arms, all these, you know, body parts broken down. I don't remember ever seeing a recovery DVD. I don't remember ever seeing a mobility DVD because it didn't exist. And the idea of a break was taking just a day off and doing nothing. That was what a recovery was. It wasn't active recovery. So these last two years, partly because of you and Echelon and Megan and some other folks that we both know. I try to work in this act of recovery. Allison has been on me like crazy about this because I'm very bad at it. Um, about sometimes you don't have to go all out. You could work on your core. You could work on that mobility. The idea of just going through these workouts where you're just moving every part of your body kind of in harmony, right? It's almost like a holistic idea where we're all connected in all different ways through our body. So have these movements so that you're getting some of these in my mind, it's like old rusty hinges on a door. At least that's how my joints feel. Maybe you guys don't. <laughs> and I feel like I got to get a little WD-40 up in there. And mobility is my WD-40. That should, be on a t- that should be on a t-shirt, I think. <laughs> I want that t-shirt. I love it. Um, yes, I. that is a perfect way to put it. Um, Moxie, Norm, what, what is it? <laughs> it's but that's a perfect way to phrase it because when you had it back in the 90s, back in the early 2000s, even in between 2010 to 15, you your recovery was a day off. It was just, you know what, take a day off, 
that would be people's and, and still is unfortunately you know people's cheat days and they can do whatever they want everything is allowed on your day off it's a freebie <laughs> and um whereas you know going too hard kind of in that notion and not setting yourself up again for um a little bit wiser of a week in you know movement i won't even say workouts but just movement um, you can actually do too much in, you know, eating and just not maybe just not worrying about your not planning your recovery the best way. Mm. And so suddenly you jump right back into those hard workouts, those strict weightlifting workouts, whatever it might be, strict cycling workouts. And it's just your body at some point is going to put on the brakes hard. And it, yeah. all of a sudden you're going to be like, oh, man. This thing's like, I, you know, my knee hurts now all the time. And it's kind of like you, you can, you can work with yourself. You just didn't hear, um, you didn't see all the yellow lights that you were just flying through. And finally you hit that hard red light and, you know, it's just going to take you a lot longer now to get back to your green light. Um, whereas maybe when you hit that red light, if you were doing some additional uh, beneficial mobility or whatever that might be to help you, um, your recovery will be faster. I feel like I'm talking to two Allison's right now. And because <laughs> honestly, Allison, I mean, these are what, this is what you tell me. Is it not constantly like, how yeah. hard are you going to do this bike? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was actually just talking with a rider. I'll keep her name off of it, but she was prepping for a, um, a long ride today. And I told her, you know, I gave her a I personal train with her. So I gave her a suggestion for, and this was one of her longest rides that she has ever done, I believe outside. Um, yeah. so I told her, you know, here's how many power workouts you should shoot for this weekend and how, week, how many speed workouts and how many recovery, mobility, active, just walking days, you know, lower impact. And when she saw the number of total workouts I was looking, I was expecting from her. She was like, well, I had several more planned. I was like, well, Ooh. your plan's going to change. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I mean, she even said this morning, she really feels prepped to go and do all of those miles because she just didn't push her body too far. And I think, you know, there's a lot that kind of ties into why we want to still be able to do these really long, maybe just these goals that we have, these really big goals that we have, yet keep our weeks the same is because in our mind, we're telling ourselves, um, A, we have, we have to work out to, you know, achieve that goal weight or that goal look or that goal feeling. And B, you know, if we, if we stop, if we do less, when we do less, um, the result will be less. And it's, trying to kind of change that mindset and saying, no, you're doing less for a purpose. There is a purpose. It is intentional. You're not going to lose it because you're still moving at some rate. It's just not as much as you were going to put onto your body and your body will have less stress going into those uh, goals. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense. And it, it's kind of like a working towards uh, the way you feel rather than the way you look. That's absolutely, you know, yeah. Um, that's something I'm, I'm, I've switched to big time. 
uh, I don't really ever, I don't really care about my muscles anymore. Because <laughs> honestly, you know, that's a lot to maintain too. Like if you get <laughs> quote unquote buff, whatever, which I've never have been by the way, but when you even try to get to that point, then you got to maintain it. And that's like a lot of work. And in the end, it's going to go away. You're going to get old. It's not going to stick around. <laughs> have you seen what like Arnold Schwarzenegger looks like now? With his shirt off? He looks weird, man. He looks Instagram. <laughs> He looks weird. Like humans aren't supposed to look like that when they're in their sixties and seventies. So that's a good, you know, example of, you don't need to be, you don't need to do that. Just like feel good, wake up and feel awesome. That's what I'm looking for. And I think mobility, it sounds like, and functional strength kind of goes hand in hand with that a little bit. I think it's like, it's that idea of like, at some point I switch from working out same same concept like you switch from like working out for muscles and things like that i switch from working out to like kind of lose weight slash get in shape to more of a like am i am i building a body that's going to work for all the things i want it to do yeah yeah absolutely i think there's also you know there's validity in there can be validity in working out to look a certain way, but the people who actually do that where they are mentally okay with, with their selves already, I would say are slim to not. I mean, that, that has to be, I, I can't imagine it would be more than 5% of the population of the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I agree. There's a yeah. lot of people who are working out for a certain look, they're unhappy, with the way, of course, with the way that they look, most likely with the way that they weigh, with how much they weigh, and then, um, you know, and they're going into it all wrong. And then also they're expecting that they're going to feel, they're going to look and feel amazing when they reach mm -hmm. said, you know, weight goal or yeah. look. And nobody, nobody preps you for the other side of maybe when you do reach that goal or have you, are you happy outside of the gym? Are you, are you happily married still, you know, which mm -hmm. might not be the case. It could be the case, but are you socially happy? Do you, are you missing out on social gatherings because you have to eat and do these things within a, a such a strict time frame? Um, so there's a lot of, downfalls to working out towards the way you look. Now, I think once you can feel, start to feel better, once you start working out and you start to feel better, then sure, you know, you can make these um, changes to really work out towards the way you look. But again, holding, of course, this goes towards holding a um, number on the scale. I think it's just a, it's a bad goal in general, because there's, there's no uh, I, I just find it's very, very hard to keep yourself mentally and emotionally happy. Um, yeah. Well, for yeah. Well, one, it lies to you, the, the scale. Yeah. Two, <laughs> you get to that point where you're like, this was my goal. And then you get there and you're like, ah, this isn't enough. I want to go right. further. I want right. to go bigger. I want to have more gains, whatever. I want to be more swole, whatever, whatever the <laughs> dumb phrases are. And you never have enough, right? Because it's subjective and it's image-based, right? So I agree with you that it's okay if 
is say you're obese and you have, you know, you're going to have heart issues and you want to look better because you'll feel more confident in the clothes that you wear. When you go to work, you will feel more professional because you're not wearing like really baggy clothes or, or things that don't fit you. I get all of that because confidence does come with it. But I look at it as that is a byproduct of the work that you put in. If the goal is just to become healthier, feel better, maybe there's a race that you want to compete in. Maybe you just want to be able to keep up with your kids. Maybe you have grandkids and you want to be able to play with them outside. Maybe you have heart disease that runs in your family like me, and you want to be around for your wife when you're in your 80s. My wife is Asian. She's never going to die. So I need to be healthy. <laughs> I need to keep going here. So um, so those type of things, I think, if you have the right uh, mindset going into this, and then eventually you do end up looking good or whatever the world calls that. Great. That's like a happy thing that happened, but it wasn't why you got into it. You hear all the time with celebrities, musicians, politicians, lottery winners, all these people that always say, I always thought that if I just had this amount of money or this amount of fame, that I would be happy. Every one of them says, and I discovered I didn't fulfill me. I didn't have anything. In fact, I had more stress. I had more misery, more problems. It's like Biggie said, more money, more problems. It is, <laughs> it's, it is what it is. <laughs> um, don't sue us, Steph Jam, please. Um, so it's kind of like, I like where your mindset is with this because I have friends that are constantly telling me, hey, Norm, you're, you got in shape, you're great. Help me get lose weight. I want to be this, you know, I want to be 25 pounds lighter. I want to be 30 pounds lighter. And I'm like, well, let's just talk about how you feel and talk about your mental state and talk about maybe the things that are bothering you because of your weight. And then we'll get to maybe where you go later. But sometimes it's not the number. It's just the journey to get there. At least that's my experience. Absolutely. I mean, that's, Everything that I think sometimes, Norm, it's crazy how you can verbalize that perfectly. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and that, it, that goes towards what I had said a little bit earlier. Personal trainers and fitness instructors in general are becoming more of like this idea of a health coach. And mm -hmm. the, the term coach being that, you know, we're not only instructing you on how to work out, but now we're working with you um, with goals that are non-scale related. And now mm -hmm. we're peeling back the layers of um, oh, definitely, of course, nutrition, but also um, where you're coming into our world, you know, where, where you're coming from and why you're like that kind of thing. And once yeah. we can peel those layers back, we can absolutely address the different goals that you're shooting for and maybe hopefully cater you towards a healthier perspective um, and towards an achievable perspective. You know, there's the idea of smart goals. It's specific, measurable, attainable, relatable, rel rel what is that? Realistic, art? relatable, Realistic. one of the two. <laughs> one of them. One of them. Yeah. Time we're just throwing out words. <laughs> right, right. Now we're just playing the name game. Um, but making those goals um, that are much more achievable and realistic and authentic to that person um, 
I've had people come to me and they say, you know, I want to look like this. I'm like, well, <laughs> just in the back of my mind, I'm like, I'm probably not your personal <laughs> <laughs> oh, trainer. Um, but, you know, then I can work with them. And, and suddenly, though, they only have like 30 minutes, three times a week. And the mm. goals that they're setting are something that they need to be in the gym the same amount of time J-Lo is in the gym. And <laughs> yeah. I can actually tell you, um, somebody that I know who uh, was a personal assistant to J-Lo, she's actually in Chattanooga, Tennessee right now. Um, nice. Good family friend. It's <laughs> true story. Oh. Like personal assistant to J-Lo. Yes. And uh, she was, she is in the gym two and a half to three hours a day, almost every day. And I mean, that's for maintain. Of course, she's doing tours. She's doing dancing. She's got, she's doing a lot of things. So she does need to stay in shape, but she is never turning off per se of that really strict regimen. So when you see her and you get these magazine articles that say, you know, get abs like JLo, it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It takes a lot more than just a couple exercises. That's a lot more. So yeah, personal chef, um, personal gym, all the time in the world to do it. Yeah. 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 Wow. Oh man. That's very funny. But you're, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's the world we live in now. I mean, people are always comparison, a comparison game. We want to look like this person and we don't, we ignore the fact that genetics get in the way. And some of us are just not predisposed to ever look a certain way. And uh, it's kind of like why I like your Instagram because you don't focus on the image. Uh, Alice and I look at it all the time yep. and we comment on some of the different wacky moves you do. Cause you do some stuff that I've never seen before. Okay. Let me talk. <laughs> you do things that I'm like, join Cirque du Soleil sometime if you want, because you obviously <laughs> can bend ways that no human being can bend. The one thing that you talked about once on there that I took to heart. And I actually, we all just took a trip to Ohio to watch Allison do a 70.3. Yeah. And I, you talked about uh, using a ball on the bottom of your foot. Oh my gosh. To roll out your foot. Right. I saw that. I went out and I bought a trigger point ball and I started rolling my feet every night. Oh man. I am addicted to this thing. (laughs) I, I brought it to Ohio. I made all of them do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I um, love it. Yes. Uh, Matthew Ogus uh, at Peace was there, and he was very skeptical. And Matthew, yeah. I know you're listening. I know you're listening, but this is good things. And he was very, very skeptical. And we made we kind of bullied him into doing it actually. Um, <laughs> and he did it. And then afterwards, he was like, "Why does my foot feel so relaxed?" And I'm like, "Because you're breaking the muscles down. They they probably have never been massaged before. So it's little things like that that I think we just ignore because we're too busy doing curls in the gym." But your, our feet are important. They're part of the body. It's part of all this stuff. That is, that just goes to show, you know, the, I think if you ever, so, and this will probably go straight to both of y'all's hearts. The most money people should ever spend on something material is um, their bed, like the actual mattress, and then shoes. Mm. So I, and, and of course I, I totally say that out loud. So I feel better with the <laughs> that I buy. Um, and I'm talking about like athletic shoes, but of course, like I'm not over here in heels or anything. Um, but with the orthotics that I buy, the insoles, 
for my shoes and and I now will not cheap out any shoes that I work out in because your feet are your foundation. I mean, mm. just boom, your feet are your foundation. So everything, you can actually have problems in your shoulder because of your feet. You'll, you can have back problems because of your feet. You know, it, it just trickles all the way down. Um, so I'll ask you this question, Moxie, when you did it the first time, not only did your feet feel refreshed, but did you feel any other, and I guess I'll just call it like sensations elsewhere? Cause I did. Yeah. I actually felt some stuff in my knees. So one of the reasons why I did it, because I've had it band issues for, and oh, our listeners are like, not again. <laughs> it's all they, it's all they talk about on this podcast is Norm's IT band. Um, but Hey, it's, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. I felt it a little bit there because uh, when I went to my doctor, Dr. Robinson, who we just interviewed, Absolutely. he was like, you know, some of my colleagues believe that this particular bone in the bottom of your foot may be a contributing factor towards IT band stress. And it's weird because with certain bike workouts, there is a bone underneath my big toe and my left foot, which is the side of my IT bone that will get sore. Uh, I don't know if it's because I pronate or supinate too much. I don't know. But I noticed that when I rolled it out that I found a little bit of relief on that lake up above, um, which is crazy because you wouldn't think of that being connected. But I did. I felt definitely a difference. Almost every single time I do it, I feel um, a sensation through my low back. And into my head, hmm. and it is almost like somebody just dumped like cold water. It's just oh. this strange, like tingly sensation. And it, I know that there's a release, you know, whether that's um, kind of a sticky scenario that wasn't allowing proper blood flow, well, good circulation to get there, and it just helped release that. It sounds crazy that if I'm rolling out my foot, I'm getting better circulation in my back. But I truly believe, I mean, once you work and you set your foundation properly, you know, your your body's going to last you for as long as you hopefully want it to. <laughs> well, and I think I took a foam rolling class once, like hmm. three years ago, that said, like, you don't, don't even bother like rolling out your hamstrings if you haven't if you haven't started with your feet, like always start at your feet and work all the way up. So I've just always done that now. The, um, the foam roller that I really, um, that I gravitate towards. And of course I work with that guy. So I do have, um, little promo discount code for it. Um, but Yay. I would encourage everybody to purchase one of these. It's a peanut. Um, but it, it's so small that you can travel with it everywhere. It's just very versatile, but that's ex Allison. That's exactly what he started with. And when I've been to two or three of his workshops and he, we start with the feet and there's a really interesting exercise he gets everybody to do. So he gets everybody to just stand upright, you know, don't use the peanut yet. And everybody just folds in half and you see how far down your hands can go towards, towards oh, the yeah. floor. some people will go to the knees, chins, floor, whatever. And then he says, okay, remember that we roll out our feet. We take about seven, eight minutes, just kind of practicing on each foot, about three to four minutes on each foot. And then he asks us to do it again. Every single person in each workshop reaches further. Yeah. Wow. It, okay. It is magic. <laughs> it's very cool. So, And that had me sold. I was like, done deal <laughs> yeah because we just abuse our feet right i mean 
we have an exciting thing that I can't really go into the details, me and Allison, where we have a fun little shoe adventure coming on our podcast, mm-hmm. maybe a month down the road. We're really excited about it, though, because it's something completely different for us. But uh, Allison, how many pairs of shoes do you own? Sneakers. Well, I, know, I, mean, I know you're giving some away, but I just did a purge. I don't I didn't count. I got it down to like running shoes. I got it down to like 25, I think. Um, which, oh, Amber's making a face like, <laughs> oh, we just won't mention what the number was before that, Amber. <laughs> There's no need. Oh, please do. Oh, please do. <laughs> oh, um, well, it didn't have three numbers in it. Um, it was like 90 something though. And I have inserts. I mean, it makes you feel so old. You're like, oh, I'm such an old man with my inserts driving my Buick. But anyway, <laughs> um, I don't care. I like being old. I like being healthy. Who cares? It doesn't matter to me. Well, Amber, can we talk a little bit about your company? Because it's exciting. Something you've launched, well, I guess about a year ago. Is that right? Yes, it was September of last year. So we're coming up on a year. Yeah. 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 Um, So Amber Management Fitness, funny enough, you know, it was, Yes, it's a company, but it was also the idea of kind of this brand of um, this brand of me over social media and um, COVID uh, allowed me to have a lot more time in my day where I wasn't at the brick and mortar um, job that I have at Showtime Rentals. So I've I've never had a goal of um owning or starting a gym or anything like that. But I did always have a goal to pursue my personal training um, just a little bit more. And so that was an opportunity to work that in and also work in my whole mission of when you feel good, almost it's like, as soon as you start to feel good, you're going to look good. When you look good, you're going to, you know, do good. And, and that kind of goes into the whole slogan of stay active, live well, be happy. Yeah. Um, so I said, you know what? I'm just going to try this. I'm going to try Amber Management Fitness, which was a play on anger management. And, <laughs> um, and so I, I did that by also starting up a program that was um, five days of movement. I'll call it movement because it was exercise, but then it was also a day of mobility and put in as the day of recovery. From there, you could purchase that program. And I had so so much amazing support. You know, I had a number in my head of the people that were actually going to purchase a program. Who am I? You know, I'm this random instructor over social media that oh, has very on. little followers at this point. And, you know, I had great following from Echelon, but um, who else knows me? And then suddenly this number that I have of people that were going to jump onto the program was just mashed. I mean, in a oh. good way. In a good way. Yeah. Like, it tripled. I, I couldn't believe it. So that was phenomenal. And you can purchase personal training with me. And you can also purchase this. My, actually, my favorite is um, rowing consults with me. So I am rowing certified. Yeah. And good. You can, um, you can purchase that consult. And what we do is basically I ask you, the person to send me a one to two minute video of them rowing. I've got um, the an app that... I can take the video, slow it down, freeze frame it, put notes over it, put images over it, whatever that might be. And I kind of give you Mm. a rowing review off of that. And then we meet one-on-one and 
of course, all, I, I don't want to say over uh, Zoom, but just uh, through the computer, whatever, by sure. digital means, we meet and, uh, and then <laughs> we go over rowing and then we get on the, our rowers and I just want to see you row and I want you to ask questions as you're doing it. I'm going to go over some drills that I think would help um, different problem areas. And then I check in with you a couple weeks after. And at that point, I give everybody um, full um, full reins on reaching out to me with any questions. You know, the floor is yours. If you ever have questions um, regarding your rowing technique or just rowing in general or anything like that, um, you've already paid me. So now, now it's my duty to keep up with you and anything that you have um, a concern about, I am more than happy to keep that relationship going. So. See, th some things, I mean, the pandemic has been absolutely terrible and I'm not trying to say it hasn't, but some things have positive come out of it. The ability for us to communicate virtually over the computer yep. and to be able to just go. And it's really benefited the fitness world a whole lot. So people like yourself who have this expertise that before maybe you were only able to offer to people in the surrounding Chattanooga area, you can reach the world now. And I love that because there's people who need Amber Harper in their life. Okay. They do. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not just echelon riders and it's not just kickboxers. You have such a wide range of abilities and skills and you're just so easy to get along with <laughs> that. I, I just would stress to anybody out there that even if they don't want personal training, but they just want to get to know you a little bit better. They just want to see what you've got. Even on your Instagram, you have 463 posts and most of them are videos of you doing these moves. Yeah. People that's free. Instagram's free. Yeah. All right. You yeah. can get on there, get a little taste of what Amber can do. And you'll see the proof is in the pudding or the proof is in whatever. I don't know, <laughs> really weird. That's a weird phrase. If I even think about it, it really don't is. eat the pudding. We're talking about fitness. Don't eat the pudding. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. We we're such huge fans of you mm -hmm. and 100%. we just, we want other people who may not know you and your brand and your ability just to experience you and see you firsthand. So where could people find you? Facebook and Instagram are really my strongest um, social medias right now. I've got videos on YouTube. So any, there are certain short videos on Instagram that are just kind of like that teaser video where the full video is on my YouTube channel so when everything is under Amber Management Fitness, but it's uh, abbreviated to Amber and the management is MGMT and fitness is fit. So Amber Management Fit um, for all the things. And then you can, find, that's exactly where my website is. So if anybody is interested in checking that out and seeing any of the discount codes for the, um, the companies that I work with, mm -hmm. that, you know, as a, as a, trainer or really just as an influencer on social media, you, you can be bombarded with companies for stuff that they want you to be their promo person for. And at, I can't tell you how many ways you can say no, but you can say that there's uh -oh. ways because <laughs> I've been um, and I will only work with companies that I truly, truly believe in. I use myself. Um, that goes for, um, things that I eat, things that I use on a daily basis. We've already talked about the peanut um, and, and some things that I wear maybe anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so those are the best two ways um, to, to reach awesome. me. 
if people want to go to postracecookie.com or also postracecookie, our Instagram, we'll link all those things up. My one question for you is, when are you going to offer dance lessons virtually? Because <laughs> I've heard that you are quite the dancer. Oh, I love the move, Norm. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, I would love if we could get a hip hop fitness going on it. Now, oh, yeah. It gets a little dicey with music licensing and all that because it's, I, it's very hard to choreograph to um, a lot of songs. <laughs> you can, it, but, right. um, I mean, that would be, that's one of my favorite ways is to, you know, if you're going to move, you might as well like the way that you move. And a lot of people, you know, they don't want to get on a bike. They don't want to get on a treadmill. They don't want to get on a railroad. They don't want to even think about, you know, weight, lifting weights, but as soon as they start to dance and maybe they feel a little silly, as long as nobody's watching, they will go for it. And that's, yeah. love that. that's super fun. Dance for me is just, it's such a large part of my background. Um, and I mean, going into the mobility and um, all that, that definitely started a little bit there. So um, I, I just, I think dance makes everybody smile, whether you're kind of <laughs> giggling at somebody or you're giggling yeah. at yourself. I think it can definitely change the world. <laughs> so you heard it here first, people. Coming soon. <laughs> Cabbage patch your way to health with Amber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Amber, man, this has been a blast. Um, I really thank you for coming on and yes. sharing your story with us and just some functional, easy ways that we can just feel better about ourselves and, and have a better attitude while we do it. So uh, we can't thank you enough. It, it was perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you guys. And if I can ask everybody who listens to this, if you will try one thing and we've said it a hundred ways, roll out your feet. Um, yeah. Just try it. <laughs> just try it. And I would say the easiest way to do that, grab a tennis ball, Heck, if you have a foam roller, great. If you don't grab um, a water bottle, that's not going to open up and bust. I mean, something round that you can um, just kind of roll your foot front to back on the ground and then even finding some pressure points up underneath the big toe. Maybe we'll cure some other IT band problems, Norm, while we do that. And um, if people just at least do it for 30 seconds to a minute at the minimum, and then, you know, if it feels good, keep on going. I don't think you're going to, I don't think you're going to really damage too, too much. Just it, it, as with anything, when you start something new, don't go to pain, just go to, to comfort. We may, we may title this episode, defeat episode, but I feel we may <laughs> attract some people that we don't want to attract. Yeah, so I don't know. That we'll may say. not be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amber, we won't keep any longer, but thank you again. And, uh, Good luck with everything with, I know you're not doing as much, but you're offering an amazing resource and I yes. we wish you all the success in the world. Yes. Thank you so much, guys. This has been awesome. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you soon. We swim and we back and then we run. Not here for a trophy. We're just here to have some fun. Allison and no. Is all are welcome on post race cookie cast.